Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Ryan's Ramble podcast. My name is Ryan Bunnell, and I'm going to be your host throughout this season. If you don't know who I am, I've been writing for Frogs of War now for just about a year. I covered uh, all things TCU soccer. I had a Ryan's Ramble blog version last year, too, in case you saw that. I gave all my college football picks, all my college basketball betting picks, all that good stuff. But in case you didn't see any of that, you might be wondering, what exactly is Ryan's Ramble? Well, I'm here to tell you it is your place for all things sports betting. I'm here to give you college football picks, basketball picks. I'm hoping we transfer this podcast throughout the basketball season as well. But for now, we're going to be talking future bets, prop bets, even made-up bets sometimes. You never know what can happen on the podcast. But for starters, this week, the 2021 football season is coming up, and I could not be more excited. I'm sure you guys know preseason has just started. I'm recording this today on August 5th, and the Cowboys are playing the Steelers right now. I don't even remember what the score was when I turned it off, but I'm hyped to see football back on the TV, and I'm sure all of you are as well. But... This week, we're here to talk about college football and college football in particular. We're going to be previewing the best bets to place before the 2021 season kicks off. I'm talking Heisman winners, conference winners, national champion picks, and mostly we're going to be doing over-under for win totals for each team. And before we get into anything, I do just want to say that this entire show, for legal reasons is for entertainment purposes. Sports betting is not legal in Texas. I don't know what you do in your free time, okay? Maybe you have a bookie. Maybe you drive to Oklahoma, Winstar. It's pretty close. Place a few parlays. Could even go to Vegas. Hey, I'm not judging, okay? But for now, it is entertainment purposes only. Um, If you guys don't really know how betting works, then there may be some language said during the podcast that may be a bit confusing. So to clear it up, if you hear me say anything with units, a unit is essentially how much a better places on a certain bet. So every sports better typically has a different unit. Um, For example, I'm a broke college student, so my bet units are probably going to be nowhere larger than $20 per unit, whereas some guys that do this for a living could put $100, even I've seen $1,000 unit betters, which are insane. But anyway, that's what a unit is. And if you hear me talk about value, I, I feel like that pick, if I talk about a pick with value, that that odds, those odds compared to the rest around them is just a smarter play and it's worth the risk. It's a little bit harder to explain, but hopefully the value will come through once I talk about the conference champions. And I believe that's that. I mean, over-under, that's pretty self-explanatory. We're going to be talking about a lot of over-unders for win totals. So, for example, the first one I have is UNLV one and a half wins. That's their, what the odds makers have set for their season total wins is one and a half, where you're going to bet the over if you think they're going to have two or more wins, and you're going to bet the under if you think they're only going to finish with one win or zero wins. So I'm probably going to go conference to conference for this week just to start off. I'm going to go group of five and then work my way up. I have a few group of five bets, but mostly going to be talking about power five schools and all that. So before I get started, I do just want to say that this is my first time doing a solo podcast. I have a bit of podcasting experience myself, but never done anything on my own. So this is a whole new experience for me. So bear with me as we get through it. I'm going to do my best to bring you all my picks and cover everything I can. But this week is going to be kind of just a list, essentially, kind of rudimentary. We're going to go through my best bets. And then at the end, we're going to have Heisman winners and conference champions. So stay tuned for that. First up is group of five win totals. We're going to be starting with UNLV after I take a sip of water. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. UNLV is my first group of five team that I want to look at. 
Their over-under total, like I said, is set at one and a half. I mean, they had zero wins last year, uh, and they have one bowl appearance in the last decade. They're not a great team. Uh, that's that's not news to anybody, I don't think. But they do open the season at home against Eastern Washington. That should be a free win. They also play UTSA, and UTSA, we all know, isn't glamorous at all. So that should also be a potential win, and that's your two wins right there. That cashes the bet. I'm probably going to be putting one unit on this. Nothing too crazy. But I would not be surprised if they get two wins. In case you didn't hear, too, UNLV just picked up Tate Martell, who might be the most famous backup quarterback in college football history. Um, He played at Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, went to Ohio State, super competitive QB room. I mean, it was like, it was uh, Tate Martell, Dwayne Haskins, Joe Burrow. I mean, that's two NFL quarterbacks right there with them. Justin Fields came right after that, booted him out, took his spot. He went to Miami. Lost a starting job after De'Aaron King played. So I, his situation's complicated, but now he's at UNLV. He's back home, and if he gets to play this season, I think he's going to ball out. So one and a half win total for UNLV is a little bit low in my opinion. So that's my first play. I'm going one unit on that. Next up, I'm taking Navy. Over three and a half wins. You're going to notice I may side with the overs typically more than the under because the very famous sports betting saying uh, life is too short to bet the under. That's true. I mean, it's way more fun to bet the over. You don't want to cheer for teams to lose. Come on, unless it's Texas, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, but anyway, Navy over three and a half. They went three and seven last year. Not a bright season, but I mean, they are coming off an 11 win season before that. And last time they finished with three wins, they followed it up with an 11-win season. I mean, I know that's a little bit uh, superstitious, but if you're into that, then this is a bet for you. Uh, I think Navy has at least five or six winnable games on their schedule. They do face some tough opponents. They got UCF, Cincy, and Notre Dame is going to be tough too. But I mean, four wins for Navy really isn't that much to root for. Um, I'm surprised that this win total was set so low. But they've kind of been on the downward trend since uh, 2019. I think it was their 11-win season. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think they can get it done. At least four wins. And then this one, I'm that, that last one, Navy, I'm putting one unit on it. Just one unit, chill play. Now, this next one is a hammer pick, okay? I, don't, I only have a few of these, okay? But a hammer pick is a hammer pick. And I'm going to go ham on it, basically. It's pretty self-explanatory. Texas State, under four and a half wins. Texas State is god-awful. They're not a good football program. I mean, nothing against them, right? They're just not a good team. I I mean, I can't really speak any more on that. They haven't had a five-win season since 2014. That's a pretty long drought, and they don't really have any big recruits or anybody coming in that's going to help turn it around, I don't think. So they don't really play in a glamorous conference either, but all in all, I don't think they're going to turn it around this year. There's no really reason for them to. So I'm taking the under on that one and with confidence, a lot of confidence. I'm probably putting three units on that one. Next up for the group of five, we got Memphis over eight wins. Again, I'm taking another over, but for Memphis, they finished with eight wins, seven consecutive seasons, right? I think it was they finished eight and four last season. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was eight and four last season. Um, Oh, actually the season before that, last year was COVID. Brains all over the place. But they're a good program, right? They've established themselves as one of the best group of five programs in the country. They even were ranked a couple years ago. Um, I think they, there should be at least a push. You know, with these totals, we the last ones we had, you know, one and a half, three and a half, four and a half. 
but this is an even number, right at eight, right? So what that means basically is if they finish eight and four right on the dot, your bet's gonna push. And what a push means is that's a tie. So you don't win any money, you don't lose any money. So that's a little bit of cushion there, you know? Because some of these are just so painful if you're gonna finish like, you know, say we have the Navy over three and a half. If they finish three and nine, I'm gonna be sad, (laughs) like, right? Oh, just a half of a game is really upsetting. So that gives a little bit of a cushion. And I think that should be at least a push. And if not, they will go nine and three. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bulls out of the MAC. Now, the MAC is a terrible conference, as we all know. But Buffalo has an absolutely dominant rushing attack, as we saw last season. I'm pretty sure they went six and one in their shortened season last year. Uh, but they they were balling out. I think they had a game where it was over 400 rushing yards in a single game by one player. So that's insane. Uh, eight win and 10 win season in the last three years as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they ran over the Mac this year, quite literally. Um, and that's a, a decent play. I'm going to put a unit on that one as well for Buffalo over seven and a half wins. Next up, a pretty famous group of five team, UCF. I'm going over nine and a half wins with not much confidence. Keyword or words, not much confidence. This is a very small play. I'm thinking half a unit uh, strictly because of Gus Malzahn. I think Gus Malzahn could do great things now that he's at UCF. It was a great hire by the Knights. Um, And also Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. He's not talked about enough. He puts up ridiculous numbers week in and week out. So if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, the bounce house is going to be bouncing this year and UCF is going to put up some wins. Now, for my last group of 5 over/under for the season win totals, this one pains me to say it. It really does, but I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to do it. But SMU, I said it. There we said it. All right, SMU over six and a half wins. At plus 100 odds, I haven't mentioned, the majority of these bets I'm saying are minus 110 odds, which is the typical sports book. You know, you got to lay a little bit of juice to get the bet. But SMU is even odds, plus 100. So that's a little bit more value in my opinion. And their win total is set at over under six and a half. And I really, ironically, I don't like talking good about SMU. I never do, okay? But ironically, I think that's set pretty low for them. I mean, this is a program they've been on the rise. They had a 10-win season in 2019. They went 7-3 and three in their short season last year. I mean, it pains me to say it, but they are a program on the rise. They've been playing better football recently. And next year, they have either a four-star recruit, Preston Stone, starting at quarterback, or Oklahoma transfer Tanner Mordecai. So two not terrible options, realistically, you know, after Shane Bouchelle left, so... We'll see. We'll see how what SMU does. Um, as I said, you know, it pains me to pick them, but I really, I think SMU is going to have a seven and five, eight and four season. But of course, one of those losses is going to be TCU. I mean, I'm not delusional. Come on, guys. Come on. All right, that that's all I got for the um, group of five win totals. I'm going to hammer that SMU one too. I'm actually going to put about two units, two and a half units on that one. Um, but that's up to you how, how much faith you want to have in the Mustangs. I'm never going to say pony up, never going to cheer for them. But sometimes you got to put your brain over your heart when it comes to sports betting. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. I think SMU is a good team. Sad to say it, but or not a good team. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But better than the odds makers are giving them credit for right here. Now, moving on to some of our conference winners outside of the Power Five. 
I don't have many picks. I'm only going to, I'm taking a Conference USA pick and a Sunbelt pick. For Conference USA, I'm going to take Marshall Thundering Herd at plus 275 odds to win the conference. Their only competition this year is going to be UAB. That's it. That's really it. I mean, if you look at the rest of the odds, UTSA in Western Kentucky are third and fourth on the best chances to win the conference. But I don't, I don't see that happening. No way. Um, UAB, again, they've ever since they had their scare where the football program disappeared, came back. They've been kind of a Cinderella story. It's been nice to see them succeed. They had some success last year. Um, and I'm pretty sure they beat Miami in a bowl game a couple years ago. But don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure, though. Uh, and then also... I just don't, I don't know, I just don't think UAB is there yet. Marshall should get it done, plus 275, that's good odds if you ask me. I would have had this closer to plus 150, but I'll take that all day. A small play, one unit on Marshall to win Conference USA. Next up is Appalachian State to win the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is a little bit more of a spicy conference, you know? Coastal Carolina last year, one of the big stories of college football, and I don't want to pick against them. I don't because as a TCU fan, I feel obligated to root for the little guys. You know, last year seeing them in the rankings was awesome. I wanted Cincinnati in the playoffs. I wanted Coastal Carolina to get a shot with the big guys. But I don't know if they can repeat that again, Coastal Carolina. I, I really don't. And if we're looking odds-wise, I think App State is a ton of value because Louisiana Lafayette, I think they're at plus 140 odds to win the conference. And the Coastal Carolina is around plus 250. So App State at plus 350 is great odds, in my opinion. You know, I wouldn't put the Mountaineers too far behind either team in terms of ranking. I don't think either team is really that much ahead of them. But other than these three teams, nobody has a shot of uh, winning the Sun Belt. Nobody. So if you're going to place a bet, it needs to be one of these three teams, App State, Louisiana Lafayette, or Coastal Carolina. But in my opinion, I'm taking App State. No real logistical reason. I just got a feeling Coastal Carolina won't be able to repeat. Louisiana Lafayette's rush attack has been shaky at times. Their offense is inconsistent. I'm going App State. That's my pick. Now, on to the Power Five. And you know, since we're talking about conference winners, I'll go ahead and do my Power Five conference winners because... I only have a couple. Um, there's really not a ton of value in any of these picks. Um, I mean, the odds makers, they have jobs for a reason. You know, this is what they do. They're killer at it. It blows my mind, uh, you know, how accurate they are with all these win totals and everything. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, first up for my Power 5 conference, I don't care what the odds are. Alabama to win the SEC. They're heavily favorited. Minus 160 odds, in fact, which if you don't know how odds work, that basically means you would have to bet $160 to win $100 in return because that extra little juice with the, the 60 on there. But I don't care. I really don't care. I'm laying the juice. I'm doing it. I'm putting multiple units on Alabama to win the SEC. They're going all the way. We'll talk about that at the end, but there's a ton of value in Alabama. I would put that in a parlay. Slap it in a parlay because it's a lock. They're going to win the SEC this year. I don't think Georgia has a chance. Florida lost Kyle Trask. They're not going to be up there as much. It's Alabama's year. As boring and mundane as that might be, it's Alabama's year again. But yeah, I, I don't care. Lay the juice. You know, it's minus 160 odds. Just lay the juice. You could par If you really want to get some better odds on it, you could parlay it with Ohio State. Um, there's, again, no great value on Ohio State to win the Big Ten because it's probably going to happen. 
But is it worth betting at minus 200 odds? No. No, you get half of your money back for a risk. That's not worth betting it. But if you're going to put it in a parlay, that might be worth a small risk. So Alabama and Ohio State, I mean, those are, those are are they should be shoe-ins to win the conference this year, in my opinion. But if we talk about shoe-ins, though, the ACC conference is ridiculous. The odds for that, Clemson is a minus 720 favorite, which again, you would have to place a $720 bet to win $100. There's absolutely no point in risking that. I mean, they're going to win it. You know, I think they're going to win it. DJ Ugalele, I don't want to say his name wrong. I hope I hope that a meme comes out of like DJ Ukulele or something. But anyway, that kid looks like a baller. He balled out in their game against Notre Dame whenever Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID. Um, but I have a lot of faith in him. So anyway, we'll talk about that when we get to the Heisman candidates. But Clemson as a minus 720 favorite is bonkers. That There's just no point. UNC is right behind them at plus 800. So big drop off from 720 to plus 800. So I would stay away from the ACC at all costs. Just not a huge fan of that. Um, but if we look at the Pac-12, that's a little bit more interesting. I don't love it, but if in terms of value, Utah. Not a lot of people are talking about Utah, but Utah at plus 500, pretty good values. I don't think Washington's back to championship football quite yet. Um, Oregon is a bit of a question mark. They've been inconsistent in recent years. And USC are phonies. USC are phonies, okay? I don't care what ESPN says. I don't care what Keaton Slovis has to say. I don't care what any expert analyst. USC are phonies every year because of their history. They're one of those teams like UT, you know? Every year, the ranking, they have them ranked in the preseason. But why? You know? They finished with six wins or seven wins the season before, but, oh, they're going to be back. Oh, because they're a good team. I No, USC are one of the phonies. They're always a phony to me, and they always will be. Well, not, I can't say always, okay. But this year, they're phonies, okay? I would stay away from them on that. Utah has the best value, in my opinion. I I don't want to sit here and say I'm guaranteeing Utah's going to win the Pac-12, because I'm not. But I think Utah's being underrated here by the odds makers, which is surprising. But I would put like a half unit on Utah at plus 500. That might be worth the play, in my opinion. In terms of the Big 12, there's really, it's not worth betting, in my opinion. Um... Oklahoma is pretty heavily favorited, about the same as Alabama in the SEC. Oklahoma's minus 160 favorite. But if we want to talk about value, though, I mean, I don't want to sound like a homer. I know I'm a TCU, you know, sports blogger. I'm a TCU student. Um, But if we're talking about value, TCU at plus 1,300 is insane. That I they're that's the fifth best odds. I think they they should be above Oklahoma State by far, in my opinion. Um, Iowa State at number two makes sense. Okay, Oklahoma then Iowa State makes sense, but I I, I really think plus thirteen hundred maybe I don't know put like a tenth of a unit on it, maybe a little bit of a return. I don't know what whatever floats your boat, but that would be interesting to see. I wish the Big Twelve had divisions though. Because with all these other conferences, SEC, Big Ten, you can also, besides just betting the conference winner, you can bet the conference division winner, which that makes it a little bit more interesting, you know? And the Big 12, if they had two separate divisions, I would be betting TCU to win that division all day. Because I'm sure, I, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm sure we would be separate from Oklahoma. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty good value in my opinion. All right, moving on. Let's hit the Power 5 win totals. 
we got through the conference champ. Ooh, sorry, I just choked on my water. Got through the conference champions. Got through some of the group of five win totals. Now it's time for the big boys. We're gonna go conference by conference this time, um, because I mean, this is what everybody cares about. Power five. These are the big dogs. SEC first up. We're gonna start with the banger. I am gonna hammer this pick. I'm talking like five units hammer this pick. Georgia Bulldogs under 10 and a half wins. They open the season in Death Valley against Clemson. That's an automatic loss, right? So that leaves room for zero losses the rest of the season. If they lose one more game, this over under is broken and they go under. Um, I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of hype around Georgia as there usually is. Um, but usually it's for the running back room, whereas this year the hype is for JT Daniels, their quarterback. I watched him play a little bit last season. I don't really see anything spectacular with him. Uh, I don't think he's going to take him to the promised land over Alabama. No, I, I really am not that hot on JT Daniels. I don't want to critique him too much. You know, he could have a breakout year, but in terms of betting, he's not somebody that I would want to put my money on. Um, I think Georgia's bound to choke at least one game against an Auburn or a Florida. I mean, who knows? Maybe even Tennessee, you know? But Georgia, they, they kind of do that every now and then. They lose games that they shouldn't. And so I think they go 10 and 2 at best. 10 and 2. 9 and 3 would be bad for them. Yeah, it would. It, it would definitely defeat their expectations. But I just 11 and 1, I don't see that. I really don't. And definitely not undefeated. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No shot. Georgia goes 12 and 0. I'm going to stay in the SEC next up. We got an under this time, switching the gear. Um, sometimes, I know life's too short to bet the over, but sometimes it just makes sense to go with the under. Missouri, under seven wins. Um, personally, I see Missouri going six and six, right on the money, even .500 um, win percentage. Their schedule is easier than you would think this year in the SEC, but I just, I, I don't buy anything Missouri's been doing as a football program the last few years. Uh, we all know how Sean Robinson played there. Not great. Um, so their new quarterback this year is Connor Bazelak. I have no idea anything about him as a player, but you've got to admit, I mean, Connor Bazelak, that's a pretty sick last name. That's one of the all-time best hot last names in college football right now, in my opinion. It's like Blaze, Bazelak, I don't know. A bunch of cool variations with it. But last but not least for the SEC is Alabama. And I'm not. I'm personally not going to make a play on it. But the only reason that I bring this up is because their over/under win total is kind of insane. It's set at 11 and a half, which literally leaves room for one loss, and you lose your bet. So I wouldn't call you crazy though if you took the over. Um, like I said, I'm pretty high on Alabama. I have them winning the SEC, and to win the SEC, I think they're going to go 12 and 0 in the regular season, 13 and 0 after the SEC championship. I think this is going to be another Alabama dominant year. I, I really do. So I wouldn't call you crazy to take Alabama 11 and a half over. But the reason I'm staying away is because, like I said, one loss, you're out of there. You know, that's just not worth a big risk, in my opinion. So moving on now from one big dog to the other, we got the Big Ten. Um, first thing I'm going to go for in the Big Ten is Michigan. Now, Michigan has been a very controversial team for the last few years, ever since Jim Harbaugh came back. And I, I don't want to, I don't know, I'm going to say, I still believe in Jim Harbaugh for some reason. Maybe I'm crazy, but I do. I, I mean, 
I have in my notes here for this pick strictly because I'm delusional. I'm taking Michigan over seven and a half wins. The odds aren't great either. Minus 150. Like I said, I'm delusional. I think Michigan's going to win eight games this year. They have two free wins against Western Michigan and Northern Illinois before conference play. Take those two wins and run to the mountain, and you just hope to God they can get six wins in the normal season or in the conference play. Uh, so that's that's my first Big Ten play. I'm going Michigan over seven and a half. I hope that doesn't come back to haunt me, but a lot of times with sports betting, shit happens. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to stay in the state of Michigan, actually, and I'm going with Michigan State as well over four and a half wins. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if this is a close one, a nail biter. I think personally looking through their schedule, I think five and seven is where they'll end up. Maybe six and six, but they went two and five last season. Uh, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, last year was a COVID year. They had a brand new head coach. So we'll see what their new coach can do. Turn it around maybe. But Michigan State just isn't a football team that you think of going four and eight. You know, I mean, they made the playoffs a few years back They're They've got to turn it around eventually a four and a half. That's a pretty low over under in my opinion. So I'm going to play that with one unit. Now, my next pick is a hammer pick. Another hammer pick. Big time, like, schmammer. If I say schmammer, that's a, my, I don't know, I made that word up in my degeneracy of sports betting. But it's smash, money, hammer, schmammer, okay? So you're going to smash it with money and then hammer it. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Rutgers is a schmammer pick, okay? We're going Rutgers under under four wins, okay? I love this pick. I love it because four, that's a cushion. Like I said, you know, those even numbers, if they end up right at four wins, that's a push. We don't win. We don't lose. I'll take a tie any day of the week besides letting the casinos win, all right? So Rutgers under four, they're bad. Let's be honest. Rutgers is a bad football team. They're, they haven't been a great football team in a, probably in my lifetime ever. Haven't been a decent football team in a while. Um, the last time they broke four wins was in 2014 when they first joined the Big Ten. Since then, down, just down. They've had one four-win season, actually, I believe. But other than that, they haven't broke it. So at best-case scenario, there you go, four wins, I believe. Uh, and that'll be a push. But other than that, I just I don't think they're good. That Plain and simple, I do not think they're a good football team. I would have put this over-under closer to two and a half. Um they're going to get a win against Delaware before their conference play starts because, I mean, come on, Delaware's Delaware. But anyway, Syracuse and Temple are their other non-conference matchups, and those might be question marks. I don't know. Those could go either way. Syracuse, people have been kind of shitting on them lately. Temple is always one of those teams that's not great. So who knows? Um, I think Temple and Rutgers are kind of on the same level. But besides those teams, the rest are else, really. I mean... I don't see them winning another game past that. So that's one of my favorite picks on this entire board. One of my favorite picks of the episode, Smash Money Hammer Ruckers. Easy under four. All right, my last over-under pick for the Big Ten. I'm going to go a small play, very small play, half a unit on this one, is Indiana Hoosiers. Over eight wins. Now, I am buying a lot of stock on Michael Penix Jr. I think he is a phenomenal quarterback, very underrated. Now, remember these names, Michael Penix Jr., Ty Freifogel, okay? That's going to be a duo you hear on ESPN College Game Day all year. 
even if Indiana is not really killing it, they're going to be killing it. All right? I think this is going to be one of the best duos in college football next year. Ty Freifogel is one of the most underrated receivers. I wish he was talked about more up there with guys like Chris Olave at Ohio State, but it is what it is. I think he's going to show out this year. I really do. They're going to be one of the top duos in the country, and because of that, I think they're going to help Indiana get to at least eight wins. At least eight wins. They do have a tough season opener against Iowa, but that'll be... That'll be a really telling game. You know, if they win that one, then I'm going to be really big on Indiana. If they lose it, then I'm a little bit more cautious, you know. That, that'll really help determine if their program really is on the right path because they've gotten better in the last few years. They really have. It's weird. It's weird to say, like, betting on Indiana for football, right? Like, I just would never think about that. And what's even weirder is the past few years, Indiana basketball, I would never bet on Indiana basketball. Last season, they were okay, actually. I scratch that but before that not so great all right next up on the power five list is the acc i'm starting out with miami florida i never thought i would say this because i'm not a big miami fan by any means but the u is back baby i don't know why but i'm buying in Derek king coming off an acl tear he's still a baller He's going to he's gonna make it work, okay? They got the turnover chain down there, all the swag happening on the sideline. It's a culture. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the times you can have high recruits, you can have great coaches, but sometimes, like you see all with Coastal Carolina last year, it's about culture. They built a culture. It worked. Guys bought in, okay? And that's what I think Miami's doing right now. Guys are buying in, and that's what's going to help them win football games next year. I will say, though, Opening the season against Alabama does not help this over-under. So with that said, I really see them going 10-2. 10 wins, 2 losses. They're going to be a good football team. They're going to be in the running for the ACC. Of course, they're not going to win it because Clemson's there. But I think they're going to be back. They're going to have a a good season. 10-win season. That's great for Miami. Um, And yeah, that's one of my... I'm going to put a unit on that one. A unit. But that Alabama game is scary, man. So scary. Now, this next pick for the ACC, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, it's a cushion pick. The, the odds are a little bit juicier. Um, it's minus 140. you got to lay a little bit more down to get a bit more return. But I think it's worth it. So North Carolina, under 10 wins. Again, an even number. It gives you opportunity for a push, a little bit of cushion, you know, as I like to say. But it's worth it. This is the juice. You lay the you lay the juice, okay? As I like to say, lay the juice. Last season was probably the best UNC team that I've seen in my lifetime on paper, at least. You know, they had Sam Howell, who's returning. Again, he is returning. But Sam Howell, stud quarterback, just doesn't have as many weapons, I don't think. You know, Javante Williams went to the NFL. Deami Brown to the NFL. Um, they're still going to make things happen on offense, but... I don't know if 10 wins is really for them. Uh, You know, last season, what was it they finished? I think they finished with eight wins. Uh, They've had one 10-win season since 2000. So if you're basing it off history, you should love this bet. Um, I mean, sure, Sam Howell is a great player, great quarterback. They've got a great coach, Mack Brown. But that ACC is going to be tough with Miami and Clemson. so we'll see. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they got upset by somebody like NC State, which is my next pick. NC State actually is another hammer pick. You know what? No, this isn't even a hammer pick. This is a schmammer pick. Schmass. I can't even say it. Smash money hammer. It's a bit of a tongue twister. 
NC State, I'm going over six wins. This is minus 150 odds, a little bit heavier, same thing with the UNC bet, but again, lay the juice. It's totally worth it. NC State exceeded all expectations last year. They're one of my favorite teams to bet for absolutely no reason. I just, I, I don't know, everybody has those favorite teams. NC State was one of them last year. They made a bowl game in six of the last seven seasons. All right, so if history repeats itself again, NC State should make a bowl game, right? South Florida and Furman to start the season, those should be free wins before a conference play even begins. NC State at six wins in the ACC, they they can beat guys like Wake Forest, you know? I, I really wouldn't even be that shocked if they upset UNC, like I said, but we'll see. That's for a few further down the line, but six wins for NC State, it's a lock. That That's a lock. I'm putting like four units on that one. Um, minus 150 odds, again, lay the juice, but that six, that's beautiful. Chef's kiss, you know, gives you that cushion, a little bit of room to work with. So I'm taking NC State all the way, and that's going to round up my ACC picks. Now, for TCU fans, you might have been waiting to hear about the Big 12, and here we go. Big 12, I'm not going to do TCU quite yet. First up is Kansas. <laughs> it, I'm just making myself laugh even betting on Kansas in general, but I'm going to do it, okay? I'm going to do it anyway. Kansas Jayhawks over one win. That's it. That's all you need. One win for the season, and that bet pushes two wins for the season, and you're a winner, okay? Can I know Kansas is bad. We roast them a lot. They're pretty bad. They've only had two winless seasons in the last two decades. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm no mathematician, but two winless seasons in 20 years, that gives a 90% chance that they win at least one game. Am I wrong? I, I mean... I don't know. I'm taking the, the risk on it. They, all they need to do is beat South Dakota. That is all they need to do in their season opener. And then maybe if you get lucky, they're going to upset Duke. So the entire reason I'm picking this is because that game against South Dakota should be a lock. They should win it. I really hope I don't eat my words on this. Please, Kansas, just for the sake of your football team, win one game. Okay. And then you get an upset against Duke. Maybe they beat I don't know, Texas again? Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, you never know. They could upset somebody in the Big 12. It's very unlikely. But that one win against South Dakota will at least give you a push. And that's why I'm making a small one-unit play on this. Next up, I'm excited to tell you about this one. I really am. Texas Longhorns under eight wins. Horns down, baby. We're going under eight wins. I, you already know why. I don't even need to explain it. The Big 12 is out to get them. The Longhorns are the evil bad guys of the Big 12 right now. I don't care how much they deserve it or if Oklahoma deserves any blame as well. I don't care. Texas makes the most money in the country. They want to go make even more money in the SEC. Screw them. Don't care. I hope they win zero games next year. All right, I, everybody hopes they win zero games except for Texas fans. Maybe I'm getting a little bit heated up, but the Big 12 will be out to get the Longhorns this year. I feel absolutely, I don't even know. I'm, I can't, I can't, I'm getting heated just thinking about it. They, the, the Longhorns have only had more than eight wins twice since their 2010 national championship run. They just lost Sam Ellinger and you know, they have a new quarterback coming in. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Don't know. I think it was, uh, shoot, I forgot his name, but it's a junior. It's right now it's between this junior who's been there or a redshirt freshman that's coming in. But 
either way, I'm not buying in, and I never will. You know, Texas will never be back. I don't care how many post-game impromptu speeches they give after some bowl games. It's whatever. You know, Texas fans can think all they want. Eight wins is actually lower than I thought the odds makers would have put this at, but it's still not low enough. Texas is not going to get to eight. Take the under all the way, horns down, under down, under under, double unit. Don't care how much you put on it. This is happening. Everybody is going to be out to get Texas, all right? Now, that brings me to my next favorite pick, and I'm going to hammer this one. You can call me biased. You can call me a homer all you want, but I'm going with TCU over seven and a half wins this is criminally low i i generally feel disrespected by the vegas odds makers that they put tcu's win total at seven and a half sure we may not be the best team in recent years sure okay but this is a 10 win season guaranteed you heard it here first this win total should be over under nine seven and a half is too low there's a ton of value i think tcu can crush this with a good season maybe i'm delusional but like I said, 10-2 and two at worst, honestly. I see a 10-2 and two or an 11-1 season. I'm all in. Last year, I had my skepticism. Now we got Max Duggan with even more experience, of course. That experience is always valuable, right? And you look at guys like Trevon Boykin. I mean, I know it's not a great comparison, but people have questions about it. People questioned Boykin. His next year, junior year, came back finished second in Heisman voting, right? Max Duggan's about to have a pop-off year. He's got more weapons around him. Quentin Johnson is going to put up insane numbers against the Big 12 defenses. Insane. Zach Evans is probably going to be taking a workload job. You know, he's going to get a lot more carries out of the backfield, which is beautiful. Music to my ears, right? Zach Evans is a beast. And now on defense, Noah Daniels should be back healthy, who he's a top prospect for the draft even. Hodges Tomlinson has been number one rated by Pro Football Focus. And O'Shawn Mathis at linebacker? Ooh, I'm just, I'm getting giddy. I'm getting giddy thinking about this season. It's, this is going to be a good one. We've been waiting for it. Gary is going to lead the boys to the promised land. In Gary, we trust. Take the over, schmammer it. Seven and a half over. TCU is going to go 10-2. You heard it here first. I'm putting five five units on it okay ah i'm getting fired up now talking about texas and tcu Ah, this one may calm me down a little bit more oklahoma under 11 um again i love these ones without that 0.5 it gives you a bit more cushion if they finish with 11 wins that's a push that's what we like to see nobody likes to lose a push is cushion it's very unpopular opinion everybody thinks ou's probably gonna go 12 and 0 Whatever, don't care. I'm putting a small play on this, very small play. Uh, I'm talking half a unit, maybe even a quarter of a unit. Uh, I think this is going to be most likely a push. I see Oklahoma going exactly 11 and one next year. I, I mean, of course, I would love to say TCU is going to beat Oklahoma, but I think I don't know. I think TCU has their luck cut out for them on that one. Uh, Oklahoma is probably going to get the dub, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma lost. A, a random game like they did last year to Kansas State. Nobody saw that coming. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State up, upset them this year. So 11-1 is a reasonable record for Oklahoma next year. And this is also not a very popular opinion, but I'm not buying stock on Spencer Rattler. I'm really not. I, I've watched him play. I've seen the tape. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He deserves to be starting, like you know. but I just don't think he's this generational guy 
that's going to instantly transfer to the NFL. He deserves a Heisman already. Like, I really don't think he's that guy. And from that meme, you know, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. He's not that guy. I really don't think so. He's favored to win the Heisman next year, which I disagree with. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We're almost towards the end. But, yeah, I'm going to take a small play, Oklahoma under 11. And then to wrap that up for the Big 12, my last one, and I'm probably going to just stick with one you did on this one as well, is West Virginia over six and a half wins. I think a huge determining factor in their season is going to be their week three matchup against Virginia Tech. Um, I I really like West Virginia next season, ironically. Uh, I think Jarrett Doge is a solid quarterback. He's a great game manager. Um, Letty Brown at running back is going to tear it up. Tear it up. I think he's criminally underrated, Letty Brown. Not as good as Brees Hall, but he's close. Um, you know, I, I you know I don't want to say he's better than Zach Evans because Zach Evans is about to pop off, baby. Zach Evans is about to go for fifteen hundred yards. All right, anyway, but we'll see. We'll see who reigns supreme in the Big Twelve running back race. But regardless, Letty Brown is one of the better running backs in the country. I think they're they're going to have a decent offense this year. So getting to seven wins won't be too hard. Um, I think a seven and five season is very realistic for West Virginia, and that's going to cap off my Big Twelve season over under win totals last but not least uh actually last but least realistically is the pac-12 lowest conference out of the power five in my opinion uh, i only have one play um i don't really like the the over unders for the rest of them i don't think there's great value in any of them but i did like stanford a lot stanford's over under is set at four again one of those even numbers gives you that cushion but is Stanford really that bad? Like, are they really that bad? I mean, I know they had four wins last season. I think it was two years ago. But are they really that bad? I, I don't I don't see a world where Stanford goes three and nine. I mean, David Shaw is a great coach. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned it around soon. I just can't imagine. that. I really can't imagine them going three and nine. Stanford's been one of the best teams in the Pac-12 for the last decade. So that's why I'm going with that. I mean, four wins really isn't that much to go for in the Pac-12. I will say, though, their non-conference schedule is a bit tough. They play Notre Dame. That's going to suck. That's probably an L right there. But then they do play K-State, which I think, I don't know. Uh, that could be a 50-50, depending on if Stanford plays up to, their, uh, up to their true skill level. We'll see, though. That's my only pick for the big t- uh, Pac-12. Stanford over four, putting one unit on it. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for, the Heisman Trophy winners. Now, I think these odds are ridiculous. Um, It's kind of crazy to see Bryce Young as a kid who's never started a down in football as the number three favorite to win the Heisman. I know he signed those crazy seven-figure name-image-likeness deals. Everybody seems to have high expectations. I do, too. I think he's going to be a stud, right? But... To win the Heisman your freshman year, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, and also the fact that Spencer Rattler is favorited. I mean, I guess really who's gonna who else is gonna be favorited this year? I don't think there's as clear cut of a pick um, this year compared to last year. But if I'm looking at value and I'm looking at odds, I'm taking DJ again. I hope I say this right. DJ Ugalele from Clemson. He was Trevor Lawrence's backup last year. He's coming into a great system under a great coach. He has amazing talent around him. Literally nothing could go wrong for him. 
Uh, he's going to be going against ACC defenses, tearing it up all year. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if he came away with the Heisman in his first year as a starter. Um, I think that has better value than taking Spencer Rattler at plus 500. Again, maybe it's just me, but I'm not too high on Rattler. So next up, though, it blows my mind that JT Daniels is number four on the Heisman list. So, it, okay, just to lay it all out there, if we're going in terms of first to worst in Heisman odds, Spencer Rattler at plus 500, DJ Ugalele at plus 600, then it's Bryce Young at plus 1,100, JT Daniels plus 1,200, CJ Stroud plus 1,600, Sam Howell, same thing, plus 1,600, and then Derek King at plus 2,000. So those are all the odds for Heisman. Or if you want to go, you know, we can talk 8-1, to 11-1, 20-1 odds. Same difference. But that's the top picks for the Heisman. And personally, I would have put Brees Hall on that list as a running back. I would put Brees Hall up there. I really would. At least above JT Daniels. I really don't think he should be above Sam Howell or Derek King at all. Um, but other than DJ Ugalele, my other favorite Heisman pick for value. This one's for value. A very small play on Sam Howell to win the Heisman. He balled out last year. This is going to be his year to go to the league, and he's going to ball out again. UNC, like I said, they have a good offense, not as many weapons as they had last year, but they're going against decently weak defenses, um, had some inflated scores last year. So I think Sam Howell is a decent value pick. I'm not going to sit here and say he's your best bet because UNC is not going to be in the playoff talk. And typically, they only give the Heisman to guys in the playoff talk. Um, But I like Sam Howell. I don't know why. I I just like it. So I'm going to put a small play on that. Probably half a unit. Maybe less than that. Like a quarter of a unit. All right. Now, to round things off, we have the national championship pick. I don't have my exact playoff betting order. Because the odds on the playoffs are just skewed. It's literally like... Alabama to make the playoffs is like minus 200 something like that and then I think it's Clemson is like minus 600 it's insane it's not even worth looking at if you want to bet who's going to make the playoffs unless you're picking some insane underdog then go for it by all means but I'm not picking an underdog I'm going pretty straightforward rudimentary I'm taking Alabama at plus 250 odds to be your national championship winner in 2021. Bryce Young's going to get it done as a freshman. Saban's going to get another ring. It is what it is. That That's that. I really don't see anything else happening. I think Alabama's going to have another dominant year. And that's my champion. I mean, that that's who I got going. So just to recap, I'm going to... That's all of my picks for this week's episode. Um, to recap, I'm going to just go through my hammer picks. My absolute favorite in case you missed some of them throughout the episode. So starting off with group of five... Texas State under four and a half wins, hammer it. And then SMU over six and a half wins, hammer it. That's for the group of five. Now for the power five, I'm going to schmammer Georgia Bulldogs under 10 and a half. Take that. I don't think they go 11 and one. No shot. Rutgers is another schmammer. Rutgers under four wins. I don't think they're a good team. Straight. That, that's all I have to say about that. UNC under 10 wins. That has a little bit of cushion. NC State over six wins. That's a hammer pick as well. TCU over seven and a half wins. Big time hammer. Come on. I mean, are you even a horn frog if you don't hammer that pick? You have to. It's free money. All right. I mean, again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I just like the pick. 
<laughs> that's my last hammer pick. And then for Heisman, we have DJ Ugalele, Sam Howell, and then my national champion is Alabama at plus 250 odds. So that is that for the first episode of the Ryan's Ramble podcast. Honestly, looking at the timeline, I went a bit over what I thought I was going to be. Um, so in the future, you can probably expect closer to half hour episodes. Um, I'm going to be breaking down my favorite picks in college football each week, each week, not week. And then going on to basketball season, I'm hoping to continue the same series. I'll also be posting a blog, like a written version of this as well, in case you want to read that rather than listen to the podcast. But whatever floats your boat. If you guys stayed listening through this whole thing, I really, really appreciate it. And I hope to bring you guys some awesome content throughout the season. I'm really excited to be doing this. Shout out to Melissa. Shout out to Frogs of War. Shout out everybody for this opportunity. This is awesome. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this season. And hopefully we can pick some winners. I got some winners on my mind. You already know. We're going to lay the juice, lay some hammers. It's going to be a fun year. All right. Thank you guys for watching. And I'll be back shortly next week with another episode of Ryan's Ramble.